Hello, hello. Daily Football Report 28.5. Cusical Chairs. For how are you? And please explain what this is. Uh, I'm so glad you asked. This is uh, this is something I've kind of concocted. It kind of takes me back to the days where I would play Madden or, you know, kind of to steal this from uh, the old NCAA video game. But it's kind of when you would go on a coaching carousel. They would fire people, people would get hired, and you would watch these jobs become available. And if somebody took something, that could then open up another job. Well, I had this thought. There's a lot of free agent quarterbacks right now, and there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. So let's go ahead and try to pair up the quarterbacks with where we think they are going to be playing in 2023. Sure, that's brilliant. I like this a lot. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to just add too. remember every every signing has a reaction as well. So we might bring a quarterback to a team that we actually think is a good fit or we could see them going there in 2023. And maybe their starting quarterback there has to go somewhere else. I mean, it opens up endless possibilities. Or, that's fantastic. And I just want to give a Super Bowl shout out. It's Super Bowl weekend. It's Friday night. Let's go. What are you drinking out there in Vegas? Oh, man. I am drinking a crisp Dasani water, 100% recycled bottle. What about oh, you? Oh, man. I'm also drinking water, but sparkling. It's a, uh, it's a, an Italian company that I don't want to give a shout-out to. Yeah, no free shout-outs on the pod. <laughs> Yes. All right. Four. I think we've got a lot of quarterbacks to get through. Let's jump right into it, right? Absolutely. Goggin, do you want to – I think we have the same layout of teams in order. We have absolutely no idea. Uh, we haven't seen each other's list, so I have no idea where you're taking your quarterbacks. Do you want to start off with the first team on, on our list, I believe, is the New Orleans Saints? Let's do it. I'll go first. All right. This is not entirely a popular take, but – I don't know. You know, we're starting to see some feedback on YouTube and TikTok, and I think the popular opinion is here, and I think the fans are with me. The New Orleans Saints, the quarterback that they need is Derek Carr. All right, Carr to the Saints makes perfect sense. He's going to win that division. We put out a video yesterday. He's going to take them to 10-plus wins. Let's go. New Orleans Saints, Derek Carr, pen it in. I love it. I think you're. Uh, I think you're spot on. I also have Derek Carr to the Saints. Not a major reason here, other than I think there's just a ton of team interest over the last few days. It's kind of come out. New Orleans loves Carr. They're trying to work on a trade package, and yeah, I think it's a fit. I, I, I'm not necessarily sure. I believe it's the best fit, but I do believe in 2023, Derek Carr is going to be a New Orleans Saint. Agreed. I mean, I, I just feel like that division's wide open. It just sounds right. I think their colors are similar, right? So he goes from black and gray to black and gold. He'll be just fine. Yes. And now I kind of want to just bring this up because it's a prime example. But that there's two quarterbacks that both started this year that are now going to be, we're anticipating free agents, correct? So Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston kind of both jump into our quarterback carousel, if you will, of available fits. Where do we see them going? Are they going to make any teams that we know of, or are they going to be a backup? We'll see. Agreed. All right, four. On to the next team. This team is also in the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, four. We're going to switch. I'll let you go first, and then I'll lead. 
Oh, man. Okay. I'm very excited for this one. And I'm going to tell you why I already know the quarterback of the Buccaneers this season. We are bringing back famous Jameis Winston to Tampa Bay to save the Buccaneers. Look, he has familiarity with the team. He is close with a lot of players on our roster. They still have great relationships. He's connected with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin deep for a lot of touchdowns in the past. It's an easy fit. He's also going to be extremely cheap coming off that, that Saints contract where he was cheap for them. Now in this situation where he wasn't even wanted, his worth is going to be probably at its lowest that it's been. The Bucks are in cap hell. I just think it makes too much sense, you know? Four. That was fantastic. All right. I've got... I've got a modified answer, okay? So I like your answer. I had a feeling that's where you would go. I like their quarterback room. I think Trask at quarterback right now is just fine. And I say this as a Panthers guy, right? Let's just keep him right there. And let him just lose a lot of games at trial and error. Uh-oh. Okay? No, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> All right. You got, I, I, I could tell right away. I'm glad you called yourself out on it because it's clear you're projecting here. You want Kyle Trask to be the starting quarterback. And I love that you say you love our quarterback room. Our quarterback room consists of Kyle Trask. So very concerning if you're a Buccaneers fan. Uh, we either need to make money appear out of thin air or go after a cheap quarterback, which, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they agree, do. Agree, agree. All right, but there was also a part two to my answer. Okay. You've got to bring back Jameis Winston. All right. The guy loves football. He really he really does, all right? And there are interviews where I – I mean, he played last year with a broken back. All right. He played with a broken back, and it's because he loves the game. He loves his teammates. And quite honestly, he didn't want to lose the job. And uh, that's what happened. I quite honestly would say that Jameis going back to the Buccaneers kind of reminds me of when right out of college, I went out to Nashville, Tennessee, stayed there for a few months and had to come back to the Northwest after uh, failing miserably down in the South and in the humidity, right? Just, which is quite often the case in college football teams when they go out, uh, go out to the South and play that humidity anyways, right? But Sometimes, man, you know, you live and learn. And I think Jameis coming back to the Buccaneers will be fantastic. And I I know we're not trying to spend too much time on each of these because we have so many to get through. But I just wanted to give you that is a great take. Uh, And I agree completely. I think, look, there's a lot of blame going around those Tampa teams and a lot of Bucks fans still have a lot of resentment towards Jameis, but you got to look at both sides of it. Our defense wasn't performing like it is now. There's a lot of things. The NFC South was also a lot tougher with a tough New Orleans team, a pretty consistently good Atlanta team, and Carolina was tormenting us as well. So definitely got to throw it out there that Jameis Winston back to Tampa Bay, great fit, and honestly could get them right back in the competition for winning a very, very tough division. Yeah. Very easy yeah. division, I'm sorry. And, and the thing is, for it's kind of the most important part is the uh, the cap space. That's what makes the most sense here, right? A hundred percent. He's going to be, the, in my opinion, the least valued quarterback on the market, perhaps other than maybe a Sam Darnold or maybe a Baker Mayfield who's going to look to play for a team that has more talent versus a contract that's going to make him a backup on some team. So I, I think we, you know, I think we have it, man. I think we're both locking in Jameis Winston for our pick. Agreed. All right. We'll alternate the next team on our list. Washington Commanders. All right. This is a team that I've rooted for in many games last season. And it was because of the quarterback, Taylor Heineke. And Heineke, 
it just it doesn't make any sense, right? He'll throw the ball, he'll close his eyes, and he just gives it up to Terry McLaurin. And it's not always pretty, but he wins games, all right? And there's something to be said. And the locker room likes him. Okay, I think if I'm the commanders, the best fit is you have to go rookie quarterback. If you can get him, Anthony Richardson, if he drops to you. However, I believe that the perfect fit is Hendon Hooker. All right, Hendon Hooker to the commanders. I think the commanders have to start fresh, and Hooker will be a good value play at where they're projected to pick. That is a, a very interesting take. I do think it's important to note, I do believe Carson Wentz is still tied to them uh, through this year. So either they're going to cut him or there's some sort of salary cap situation. Maybe we should do a little bit more research on Carson Wentz status. But want to throw it out there. So your take here is moving on and going with Hendon Hooker. I think that's a phenomenal draft pick for an organization. There are rumors that Hooker won't be available till maybe mid-NFL season because that injury occurred so late. Do you feel content rolling into the season with maybe Carson Wentz as your starter if you're the commander? Agreed. Agreed, yeah. I mean, look, they're not going to – I don't know, right? Because the thing is they almost snuck into the playoffs this past season. Sure. And, Maybe. I guess I guess your argument's probably they're not going to likely win the division, Correct. right? Correct. So you might as well. You already have Carson Wentz. Go see if you can salvage anything. Perhaps maybe get some trade bait out of it if he's playing well. And then you can pass the franchise off over to over to Hendon Hooker as soon as he's healthy. Am I, am I right Agreed. on that? And honestly, I wouldn't mind. We mentioned him earlier. Andy Dalton as a backup there, right? Possibly starting some games for the commanders as well. I love that. That seems like a team that he's probably already played for. You know what I mean? It's one of those just you feel like, you know, Andy Dalton would be playing for for them. But I love your take. Let me go ahead and give you who I had here. So I actually had a very similar answer to you, and I think you're going to like this. I had draft top quarterback. And what's interesting about this is I could see them maybe using some trade bait and moving up and maybe getting a Levis or maybe being able to move up and maybe going with a Richardson. I could see both options on the table for them, depending on how many draft picks that they would want to give up. The other option here is, and this is kind of where we go back into the free agency portion. I think there is a potential fit here. And I think Sam Darnold is the guy. He just seems like he could play that offense I'm obviously looking at Heineke leaving due to the, due to the disrespect the organization has already shown him. I like, I like it. A cheap one-year option for Darnold. And honestly, you could still go and draft a top quarterback. And then your quarterback room, you know, you've got a Carson Wentz. You've got a uh, Sam Darnold, you know, and you've got a, a, dra- a rookie. I think it's a good room. And let's throw something out. Any possibility the commanders trade for Jimmy G? Dude, I just, I don't know. Look, if you go and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, you would want, you're going to be giving up something, correct? So my thought process here is, why would you do that if you know the division's out of reach? You're clearly the the fourth best team in that division right now. And it's tough because... They could be first in some other divisions if they figure out this QB situation. But based off where everyone else is, I just don't see it being plausible. I don't see why you would go that route. Completely agreed. All right. For lead us into the next team. All right, man. So we are going from the commanders to the Texans. And I think this is uh, this is just an easy answer. I don't even think they're sugarcoating it at this point. They're going Bryce Young. And 
in the draft, right? He's the face of the franchise. He's going to sell you tickets. That That's my easy lock on this one. Agreed. I feel like every year there's one or two teams. It's quite obvious who they're taking and why they're taking them. Texans have to go Bryce Young here. I also had the same answer. However, I could see them being aggressive and having the money to sign Taylor Heineke here as well. All right. I don't think if, if I'm Taylor Heineke, this is not my number one destination though, but you would be able to win out and maybe you're probably starting the first part of the season. It's funny you bring up Heineke. I initially had wrote him as my free agency option here. The only reason I didn't is because I feel like Heineke is probably looking at it like, look, I was just disrespected by a team and benched for a guy that they wanted. I don't think that he wants to find himself in a similar situation with the Texans where he's leading them overachieving just like he has done with the commanders and they still replace him. I just, I think he's going to look for more loyalty out of his next team over the financial value. Well said. Well said. That, 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 you know, that's my take on it. I do think though that you are spot on. This is definitely one of those years, one of those teams. We know who their starter is, who they want their starter to be. I don't know if you heard, and this kind of translates to kind of some breaking news, but in the last couple hours, have you heard the news on the new offensive coordinator or hopefully the new offensive coordinator of the Texans? I have not. Who is it? It is everyone's favorite college coach, Cliff Kingsbury. They've finally found cell service. They reached him when he left the country, and they're trying to sign him in Houston. Do you love it or hate it? I love it. If I'm Cliff Kingsbury... Look, you're a Texas boy. You coached at Texas Tech. You're back home. Let's go. It's a great fit, right? He, you know, was a fan favorite in Texas coming back home. I mean, you, you nailed it right there. Definitely a crazy to already see him coming back into the league. But you can't hate on it. It's a good fit. Agreed. All right. So next team we've on the slate, the Indianapolis Colts. For I feel like we talk about this team a lot. We do. We do. <laughs> okay. My answer here, I think if you're the Colts and you got Coach Saturday perhaps and, you know, one of my favorite owners in Jim Irsay, look, two options, draft the quarterback. I think Indianapolis, it seems like the right fit for Will Levis. However, if Stroud is somehow available, you have to take Stroud. And I think if you, if you can, you got to re-sign Jacoby Brissett and run it back. Very, very interesting take there for Indianapolis. The Will Levis one is is intriguing. I could see that being a guy that they would, you know, want to draft. He's going to be available after the first two go in Stroud. Uh, you know, it's one of those quarterbacks that's going to be available. So with that said, I love your take on that. I went a little bit different. I think the Colts are going to use this. In, they're going to do what they've done. The last few seasons, they're a team that doesn't believe in drafting quarterbacks. They tried it with Andrew Luck, and it burned them. They're just ruling it off. They're going after veterans. And this year's veteran guy is Ryan Tannehill. It's an ugly, ugly signing, but it's kind of expected at this point for the Colts. He's not the worst option out there, and he's still better than Matt Ryan. For I like that a lot. Also a division rival, right? So you get some insight into the Titans. Yeah, and my thought process there is, look, smart guy, good team leader. He's done it with the Titans, who very similarly built team, you know, in division like you stated. It's Jonathan Taylor instead of Derrick Henry. He can 
definitely win you games in that division. It's not killer's row, right? So definitely something to keep an eye on. Yes, yes, I like it. Uh, yeah, that was a great take. All right, next team on this is Packers in parentheses if Rodgers leaves. All right, so my answer is simple. You got to go with Jordan Love. He knows the system. He's been there. You got to give him a shot. What about you for? It's funny, man. The, the way you just described it's exactly how I have it written. I literally have Jordan Love takes over. It's his time. He's earned it. Let's ride. I think that's how the Packers are viewing this. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out next year and looks really, really good. The brief stints we saw of him of this year, that against the Eagles, and the, the, the few times we've seen him come in and for, in the games, he's looked really, really good. So it's definitely intriguing and uh, excited to see what, what, what they do. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, the next one's a very fun one. Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, what do you do? Or I'll let you go first. All right, so I went a little bit oddball on this one. I went with Goggins' favorite quarterback, Taylor Heineke. And I'll tell you why. It kind of just makes too much sense. He would be a perfect competition for Pickett. He can win games, and he can compete. He just came off what he had to do in Washington, battling Wentz for that job. He overtook him. And also this, I want to bring this up. Imagine his record. With Tomlin's over 500 every single season mentality. And that defense as well. You've got to sign me up. This could be a one-year contract, but for a bridge quarterback, this could this could potentially compete for a wild card spot. Wow, you're right. I mean, let's not forget several years back, Tomlin took a guy named Duck Hodges to a winning record as well. Or I believe they finished 800. Or 500, yeah, 8 and 8. You're, you're spot on. I mean, he never and, – and you look at the quarterback room, every other coach is going under 500 with that roster, right? So he just will not go under 500. And I look at it this way, Kenny Pickett still could use a year of bridging, if that makes sense, another year to learn. Heineke seems like a fantastic team player. He's everything you want. He's great with the media. He's a hard worker and kind of fits the mentality of Pittsburgh, right? You know, hard worker, the Steel City – you know, put your boots on the ground and keep your head going forward. That's just the kind of quarterback that Taylor Heineke is. And more importantly, Heineke is a team-first guy, and you need that. Like, Pittsburgh loves that. Tomlin especially. All right, Tomlin's all about looking for team-first people. Was was that it for you on the Steelers? That's it for me. I just – I'll finish with this real quick. I just want to say, when it comes to this as well – the other thing that's really, really important to note, this could be a mutual agreement between both of them where it's a one-year deal. They know the long-term project is Pickett, but they may not be ready to pass the reins off to him just yet. And if that is the case, you allow for a year for more tape on Heineke for him to have that as a leader, and he's going to hit the free agent market again next year, and it'll be a mutual parting. And I'm just telling you, it raises both teams' stock, doesn't it? Agreed. Agreed. I've got a perfect one for the Steelers as well. I had Pickett, however, with Heineke in the room if you can make it happen. All right, I think Heineke also a good fit here. But the answer and the fit I liked the most, if I had to be true to myself, Brian Tannehill. He screams Pittsburgh Steelers to me. All right, look. Great choice. Thank you. Look, he's a tough quarterback. 
he's athletic. The Steelers are going to benefit from that. I can see him in the Pittsburgh uh, colors. I really can. And I think there's a part of him where he wants to stay in the AFC and stick it to Tennessee. And remember, he had the same situation in Miami. Miami didn't want him. So Tennessee took him in. And now I think Pittsburgh would be perfect for him. You know, Tannehill's another guy that's extremely tough, has battled through injuries before. He would fit that Mike Tomlin mentality, too. You know, I I think Heineke and uh, Tannehill are both two extremely, extremely good options. And if I was a Steeler fan and you're not willing to commit long term and maybe you don't want to rush, pick it back out there. These are two great options. Agreed. All right. If we're on to the next quarter, uh, next team. All righty. Well, we are going to be looking at the Miami Dolphins. Now, Goggin, I'll let you know right away. I think that this one's really intriguing because we don't necessarily know what's going on with Tua Tungavaloa. We haven't really been clued in from the team. They're kind of taking and they're taking his health very seriously as they should be. But with that mystery, does raise the question of where do they go? So I'm going to let you you answer on this one. You let me know. All right. Yeah, I'm also ill-informed of the the Tua scenario, the Tua situation. I do believe Tua is the guy. However, in a scenario where I had to not pick Tua, you got to go with Bridgewater and even Skylar Thompson. I think their quarterback room is just fine. And I also am of the uh, mindset that Tua stays and Tua will be the guy. What about you? Very, very nice. I I think Tua is also going to be on the roster next year. But with that said, I think they've kind of burned their bridge on Teddy Bridgewater. No no pun intended there. Uh, The reason I bring this up is he kind of, you know, since he's been there, he's kind of been a negative influence on the locker room. When he got got signed, his first thought was, I'm going to compete for the starting spot. He was very vocal about that. Uh, and look, you want that, but you want to keep it, you know, out of the press. I think they move on from Teddy Bridgewater, and I think they go, you know what? Let's go get a backup quarterback that's won games, that's done it before. And if and if Tua does go down, or if Tua can't play, we have our guy. We have a guy that can at least get us back to the playoffs. And I'll tell you who I think it is. I think it's Andy Dalton. And this is one of those where I said quarterback coming into New Orleans means quarterbacks got to leave New Orleans. That's what the case with Andy Dalton. I think that he is going to be ready to go in case he needs to take over. He's kind of played that role for New Orleans. He's kind of played that in this NFL career in general. Do you like that take? I like it. The second you said it, I could see him in that that white and teal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good fit. I feel like McDaniel probably likes him. He's a veteran of the sport, veteran of football. I just could see that fit working out pretty well. What about Garoppolo to the Finns? All right, we have those San Francisco 49ers connections there. That's actually an extremely good point. I mean, he saw his most success with McDaniel there. I, I, I'm i actually kind of surprised that hasn't been talked about. Well, thank you for, again, you know me, man. I'm always, I'm always planning out what Jimmy's next move is going to be because you really don't know. You just don't know, right? Goggin, I feel like you're probably already on Photoshop and you're putting a Garoppolo head onto a Miami Dolphins body as we speak. Look, man, that may or may not be an upcoming thumbnail on a YouTube release. (laughs) I love it. Man, look, we could talk all day about these Dolphins. Um... You know, and it's one of those where I don't think we necessarily know. You've just kind of thrown me for a tailspin now thinking about Jimmy Garoppolo there. All right, man. 
who is your take for the Titans? All right. The Tennessee Titans. First and foremost, I really believe this. I think at some point Brady comes back and that's where he goes. And the odd chance he does not come back and does not go to Tennessee. You're drafting Hendon Hooker. All right. He's from Tennessee. Uh, played with the balls. He was a Heisman candidate up until the injury at the latter part of the year. That's where you go. And quite honestly, if you're not able to draft Hendon Hooker, maybe you draft Max Duggan from TCU in the latter part of the rounds. And quite honestly, if I'm Tennessee, I'm drafting them both. And we've seen this happen before with the Washington football team. They took RG3 and Cousins in the fifth round as well. And people were confused. But that hedge with Cousins turned out to be the best move for that franchise. All right. And Cousins, let's give him some respect. All right. Fifth rounder, and he's still getting it done. And, uh, you know, it's longevity and durability. Kind of got to give it to him. So I think Duggan and Hooker, one or both here. What about you? I'm starting to notice a trend here, Goggin. I'm starting to think you might have uh, a little bit of draft hype, or maybe a little bit of draft stock in Hendon Hooker, man. I know, I know you were watching a lot of those volunteer games this past season. You're right. I mean, the two teams, you're right. These are my two quarterbacks for the past season. I, I was high on Tennessee, and I was high on TCU. Well, I love it, man. And I think you raise interesting takes there. I'll go ahead and get you with mine here. Mine's relatively short answer. I, I was kind of thinking, who do I see taking the reins in Tennessee? And I just got it. It's, it's Baker Mayfield. And I think it's Baker because he's a tough guy. That offense doesn't ask you to do too much. They also kind of don't know what they have with Malik Willis. I think that that quarterback room still wants to see what they have. When you draft a guy that high, you want to see what you have. So maybe you get Baker in there. You let him kind of play that bridge role. Let him kind of run that offense. I could see that being a good fit. Wow. I, I like it. I can see that there. That, that's a good take. Baker, you know what? Look, we had Baker at Oklahoma. Baker to Tennessee, it just kind of feels right, doesn't it? It certainly does. All right. Who's the next team? The next team on the slate, the Atlanta Falcons. All right, four, I'm going to let you go first. All right, man. So this one's probably the toughest one for me. Uh, here, get, uh, Goggin, go ahead and uh, you give me yours first, actually. Yeah, I'll go first. All right. I think this is easy. First and foremost, I think they've got a great quarterback room the way it is. I like Ritter, and I really like Marcus Mariota here as well. I think um, they both did well this past season. However, yes. Oh, I I was just going to say Desmond Ritter, definitely an interesting prospect that you were big on. I want to give you some praise on that. Thank you. Thank you for it. I appreciate that. Okay. Falcons, it's easy. All right. We are going Stetson Bennett from Georgia. Talk about a shocker of a pick here. All right. A lot of upside, good value, two national titles back to back. He's athletic. That quarterback room's athletic. Let him learn. Goodness gracious. I love that take. Uh, It's funny, man. I'll I'll go ahead and kind of show my hand here. I actually wrote, I could see it being a potential Andy Dalton or Teddy Bridgewater to compete with Ritter, but would not be surprised if they drafted a quarterback, perhaps a Stetson Bennett, baby. That's just, that's a fantastic take. 
I think that it makes all the sense in the world. You you, you kind of just bring another young quarterback, even though he's going to be probably older than the entire quarterback room at this point, into the room and see what he has, man. Very, very good. I think there's uh, sometimes we end up having some similar ideas and it always surprises us both, does it not? It does. And I do want everyone to be 100% in the know that we have not seen these lists for each other. So I'm listening to him steal my Stetson Bennett <laughs> to the Falcons idea. And it pains me a little bit because, man, I thought I was going to drop a bombshell. With I, that I one. felt the same way. I was like, oh, he's going to be impressed by this take. But hey, that's all right. We had the same thought. All right. Next team on the slate for New York Jets, you're up. All right. Another one of Goggins' favorite quarterbacks. We're going from Jimmy GQ to Jimmy NY. I think he's a great, great two-year experiment in New York. And why I say that is you know that Zach Wilson, they still have a little bit of love for him. They still want to see it work. And maybe it's the egos in the front office. The egos traded a lot of picks, right? They know if this looks bad on them, it's going to potentially ruin their NFL stock in the front office. The fact that they have to go, man, we really drafted a terrible quarterback this high up. I'm still very, very big on Zach Wilson. I think Jimmy Garoppolo would be a fantastic mentor for him. And I just think, especially in that New York media, it's a good fit. I think he would be able to handle it. And he'd probably thrive in it, if I'm being honest with you. Agreed. Agreed. I also had the same We've dropped this on previous pods as well, where we really like Jimmy Garoppolo going to the New York Jets. New York Jimmy just sounds great. I, I can see it right now. Him with the New York bagel, riding the New York subway, hanging out with the teammates, Manhattan. Yeah, let's make it happen. Now, Gargan, not to spend too much time on this one, but I did want to ask, we've had a lot of Jets fans tuning in over the past few pods. And when this has been brought up or been asked by, you know, uh, listeners, we have talked about the quarterback room and who we see potentially going there. It really wasn't a shock. We both are on the Jimmy, Jimmy G train. It seems like a lot of Jets fans really are not behind this move. And I got to ask you, is this just because there's the sexy Aaron Rodgers or sexy Derek Carr pick out there and they're getting Jimmy Garoppolo? Agreed. Agreed. I think it's when you go to a restaurant you want the steak and then they tell you that the steak is out but hey we're gonna we're gonna make it up to you we're gonna get you dessert and you're like yo i did not come here for dessert i came here for that steak right hey i'm good with the dessert man i don't know what you're talking about no 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 i i if i came for the steak and it's not there you gotta leave or you just gotta take the potatoes or maybe only the caesar salad at that point i love it i get your i get what you're saying I agree. I think you're 100% right with that analogy. And I think, look, I, I feel like this is going to be one of those moves that when it happens, it's not going to be popular. But at week five or six, you're going to see why they made that move. They're going to have an adult in the room. They're going to have an adult playing quarterback. And they're actually going to be able to get stuff done on that offense that they should have been able to do this year and was the difference between them making the playoffs and not. And look for, I'm glad you said this, all right? We actually just released a YouTube video yesterday. Um, actually, early in the day today. And what it was is it was talking about why Jimmy Garoppolo or Rodgers should start for the 49ers. All right. And we got a lot of positive feedback on that. And it just goes to show that there's a lot of Niner fans out there that are actually still pro Garoppolo. And we got to remember that. 
they're like the silent minority, you know, they're not really vocal about it, but they are standing behind their guy. Oh. You know, a lot of people like Jimmy G. You're right. You're right. They're, they're not going to go out and about and uh, maybe wear his jersey. Right. Or they don't want to be seen uh, being, you know, anything pro Garoppolo. But if they see someone who uh, tells them that they like Garoppolo, they'll certainly comment and let them know that they also agree with you. And, and I will just want to throw this out here because I don't think we've ever talked about this on the pod. But for a San Francisco 49ers fan base who has seen the passing of a torch from one Hall of Famer in Joe Montana to a Steve Young, not to compare Jimmy Garoppolo to either of those men, but the fact that they're still wanting to potentially hold on to Jimmy in this situation and not move on when they've had success in the past doing it should honestly speak volumes for their fan base. And honestly, for I think there's one game in particular. He went into Lambeau and beat Rodgers. This is the same guy that these Jets fans would rather have right now over Garoppolo. But Garoppolo went into his territory, his home field, his weather, and outplayed him and outdueled him. Completely agree with you. Like, that is actual fact. He is the guy that has beaten Rodgers, and yet they're clamoring for a Rodgers. You know, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. And, for, but, and, and, and yes. maybe I'm a little biased because I did put money on that, on the Niners in that game. And, you know, maybe it's that. Maybe I'm a little tied to that one, that one <laughs> moment. Right. Now, now we learn why you have this Jimmy Garoppolo love, man. We're learning why. He's got you a lot of cash. <laughs> Jimmy Cashapolo, if you bet him right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, we'll see where Jimmy Cashapolo ends up. Um, but, Goggin, now we're moving on. And we've got kind of an interesting team here, the Seattle Seahawks. They kind of have their quarterback. They sort of have their quarterback, but he hasn't signed the contract yet. And kind of wondering what's the holdup here. For I'll tell you what the holdup is. I don't know where these Seahawks fans are because we certainly don't see them on our YouTube and we don't see them on the TikTok. And I think they're they're somewhere out there, man. Maybe they're base. You know, it's baseball year round now or hockey. They're they're actually in Arizona getting ready for spring training with the M's. You called it. Uh, that's where their fan base is at right now. They're all Mariner fans. Yes, and again, it's interesting for because it seems like a majority of our listeners and a majority of our fans and feedback happen to come from 49ers fans. Um, okay, Seahawks. I said this before. You have to go C.J. Stroud in the draft. You have a top five pick. This is the opportunity of a generation. Take Stroud if he's there at five. All right. If Seattle can't get Stroud, you trade out of it. Interesting. So let me let me spin this on you here because I don't think he's going to be available at five. General consensus is he doesn't make it past two. Do you trade up if you're Seattle? Like, let's not lie. They have quite a few draft picks over there from that Denver deal. Do you take? Do you are you willing to bundle them if you're Pete Carroll and go after and get your franchise quarterback? Yes, yes, you do it. You do it in an instant if if that's your guy. I do like Geno for the time being, though. So perhaps invest in Geno on maybe a one or two year deal. I honestly think the the thing they should do is do a one year a franchise tag him. He played where you can defend that for a year, but the second Geno stops being. Seattle Geno goes back to Geno the Jet. You cut ties with them and you act like he was never a Seahawk, right? Like they need to not get pushed into this four-year contract that's being rumored because it's absolutely disastrous. And if one thing could set that franchise back in Seattle, it would be a four-year deal paying Geno 
thirty million a year. It's just absurd. Okay, Ford, I've got a perfect analogy for you. All right, paying Gino thirty million a year for more than one year—that's like living in downtown Seattle in a, a skyscraper condo with you know with a lot of neighbors that are loud. When you can rather be building your home in the other side across the river in Bellevue. All right. Now, what you do is you do both. You rent the condo for a year. Okay, that would be signed Gino while your home is being built. So you draft Stroud. I love it. I love that right there. That's a fantastic take. Did not know we were going to get Bellevue on the map on this pod. You know, we really need some Seattle listeners to start showing up and uh, defending this because I need I need to ask some. If you're out there, give me some feedback. I need to understand what you're thinking. I need to know the pulse of Seattle being uh, being moved out of there now. Are there Seattle fans that are actually clamoring for Geno to get a four-year deal? And do you realize how risky that is? It seems like there are. I mean, on the Twitter space, that seems to be the um, the aura out there. But you know what? We don't. We're not out in, uh, in Seattle right now. So you're right. We need some. We need some people out there. Absolutely. Look. We've talked about Seattle enough. Let's move on. We're heading back to New York City, but this time we're heading to the New York Giants. Goggin, what do the Giants do? This is simple. You keep Daniel Jones. All right, Coach Brian Dayball, Coach of the Year. He's going to continue to coach him up, and he'll get even more out of him. What about you? Goggin, I wrote the exact same thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, it isn't broke. And... You were able to overachieve this season. Dayball got a lot out of him. Give Daniel Jones another year with the healthy Saquon, with some better offensive weapons, and let's really open up the running attack. Let's really see what he's about. I did say this, and I want to kind of, you know, let this be known. I think the perfect thing for the Giants to do would be to franchise tag him. Uh, Pay him. Sure, you're paying him a lot of money, but... It's a one-year deal. There's zero risk on that. If it doesn't work out, cut him. You move on. You go get your franchise quarterback next year. Completely agreed. All right. For next team is the apple of my eye. You know, the, the team that, that gets me hyped, the team that got me excited about football when I was a kid, the Carolina Football Panthers. All right. For I'm going to let you go first. Well, Goggin, let me, let me ask you. Who's the new coach for your Carolina Football Panthers? That is Coach Frank Reich. Correct. And who did Frank Reich used to have as his quarterback in Indianapolis? Carson Wentz. See? A guy that's completely under the radar. It's Jacoby Brissett. Wow. There's, I, I, I put you on the spot there because if you had asked me the same question, I wouldn't have been able to answer that. And then I'm sitting here looking at the Indianapolis years with Reich, and he had Jacoby. So to me, it's a no-brainer. I think you absolutely, uh, you absolutely are going to bring Jacoby Brissett into that quarterback room. He's going to know the Frank Reich system coming right in. It just makes too much sense to me. I could honestly see him being the starter for a year over there and them deciding after this season what franchise quarterback in a very loaded draft class they're going to want to go after. Wow, I like that a lot. All right, I, I had a couple of outlandish answers on this one, and then I had maybe the best uh, long-term play here for the Panthers. Are, is, are any of these Jake DeLone coming out of retirement at the age of 45? not, no. No, no, no. All right, all right. Who do you got, Gaga? Okay, first and foremost, this is if the Giants pass on him. 
it's Dan Jones. That is your plan A, and I'll tell you why. He's a Carolina kid. He grew up a Panthers fan. He played a Duke. Wow. I When you said New York passes, I put the pieces together there. The UNC kid comes home. That's a very, very good storyline, and I can see that being a fantastic fit for, for him. He played at Duke. All right. He played at Duke. Close enough, man. It's blue. It's white. Look, man, were you watching a lot of those hey, games? Let's hey, be honest. don't let the Dukies tell you, and don't let the UNC Tar Heels tell you, all right? Apparently big rivalry, especially in college basketball. Okay, so I like that. I like Dan Jones going home. Plan B is Jacob Hayner, Fresno State quarterback. I think he is a home run hit here. He's going to need some time to develop, but he throws a great ball. And we put out, you know, we put out a lot of uh, content on him. We actually had a video before he won the Senior Bowl MVP. And I compared him to Brock Purdy. I thought there was a possibility there. And it looks good. I, I think Hayner, he's a little undersized, but hey, he can sling the rock. That's a fantastic, fantastic take. I think you're going more the draft route. I'm going more the free agency route with the Panthers. I think it's uh, either way, it's going to be interesting to see what route they do take. And uh, you know, I just want to apologize to all my UNC and Duke fans out there. I promise you my knowledge for college basketball involving those two teams much better than my, my college football takes. But moving on yeah, here. For, for the uh, record, he's always going to take those teams over Gonzaga. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we have our final team. We've arrived. And it is formerly the Oakland Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders playing in beautiful Las Vegas. Goggin, who will be quarterbacking for them in 2023? This is a home run hit. All right. The Jets want him, but the Jets won't have him because he's going to Las Vegas. It's Aaron Rodgers, baby. Rodgers all day. You have to go all in on Rodgers. If you're the Raiders, you trade anything and everything, all right? You give them, you give the Green Bay Packers a suite in any casino they want for however long they want. You make it happen, all right? Look, you're the Raiders. You went all in on Gruden. That panned out a little bit, but not necessarily. So you got to double down and go in on Rodgers, all right? And plan B, Hayner in the draft, Fresno State connection. I know that those two, uh, Fresno State and the Raiders are close, so I can see that happening as well. And they just had a Fresno State quarterback in car for a very long time. Very, very good take there, Goggin. I have the same exact answer here. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's going to go be with his best friend, Devontae Adams. He's going to go make some magic on the offensive side of the ball for one or two more years. I did just want to say, I believe we're probably on day three now of his darkness retreat, and it's crazy to think about what I've done in the last 72 hours. And this guy that is about to get paid top dollar in this quarterback class has literally been sitting in a dark room. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there. That is crazy to think about. But shout out to him. Uh, and I hope that, you know, in that darkness, he's seeing a lot of silver and black, a lot of silver and black. I see it. I'm, I'm sure he is. I, I think he'll come to the Raiders. But yeah, props to Rogers for I think that was it. Do you have anything else you want to address? No, man, I don't. Nothing really crazy coming out today. Um, you know, we try to stay on top of the news. We did a big news episode yesterday where we broke down a ton of things that had occurred. Today's been a quiet day in the NFL. Um, still sitting at the one and a half on the line, so nothing's really changed there. Once again, that is minus one and a half in favor of the Eagles for the betting line in the Super Bowl. Um, has not moved, stayed stagnant. 
we may see some movement tomorrow, uh, so we'll definitely keep an eye on that for you. Yes, and Fofo, look, one thing we want to start mentioning is we are very pro-analytics. We love the data. We track our data, whether it's the podcast, the YouTube, the TikTok, anything, all right? And look, Fofo, what if I told you that the most popular video on our YouTube right now in the last hour was the Saints with Derek Carr getting 10-plus wins? Seems to be a popular take right now. It's it's interesting. I had the opposite take, and and I'm I'm liking that there's some thought and debate on this. You know, you you sprung that on me on the last podcast. You think that he's worth? I believe your quote was three to four more wins than what Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston could potentially get them going into next year. And I completely disagreed. I thought maybe one win if most. But, I, you know, it looks like we're having a lot of good discussion on this topic. And if anyone's listening uh, and wants to give us feedback on that, let us know. We would love to hear your take. Do you lean on Goggin's side? Is Derek Carr that valuable to NOLA? Or do you think that it's going to be – is it worth the investment of going after Carr? Because you're going to have to give something up for him. Yeah. And, and for the record, uh, we did have some comments in the feedback we're pro Derek Carr going to the uh, the Saints, so we're looking good there. And for yeah, I just want to say we have over sixty videos already on our YouTube. We put up about twenty videos a week on YouTube, twenty videos a week on uh, TikTok as well. We love doing this, and we're on all the podcast platforms. And it is important to know our TikTok and our YouTube are at Four Scene Sports. That is the number four. S-E-E-N sports and uh, yeah, find us on Spotify under the daily football report or anywhere that you consume your podcasts. Yes. If, if you're looking for it on the internet, you're going to find us. We, we've made damn sure of it. Haven't we? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. It's day by day, right? It's what we do. Absolutely. Well, brother, Hey, it's been a fantastic evening talking some more, uh, some more football with you. I'm excited. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, we are daily we bring you new pods every single day and new content every single day. And we're going to be going hard, man. We got 48 more hours till the Super Bowl, and I'm, I'm pretty amped up, man. I'm also amped up. It's, it's feeling good. You know, we, we've got that Patrick Mahomes documentary as well. That's doing well. And, yeah, I feel like a lot of listeners, they like our content. And uh, we listen to the fan, and we do fan segments as well. So we're excited. And four, go Eagles, minus two, signing out.